Before we get into this week's episode, a warning. Two creatures of the waking world decided to join in on our recording this session, and thus a bird and dog can be heard in the background at varying points. We apologise for these unexpected guests and hope that they don't detract from your spooky experience. Now, back to the session. All human thought, all science, all the strain is the whole direction of the when the universe is vast and inexplicable and you are weak and insignificant, then you know you are playing Call of Cthulhu. This is an actual play of Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, featuring adult themes and horror. Listener discretion is advised. Find our published scenarios at starsarewrite.com or contact us for help unleashing your own twisted tales upon an unsuspecting world. And now, settle in, dear listener. Intrigue, high adventure, and cosmic horror await when the stars are right. Hello and welcome back, listeners. Today we'll be playing Session 2 of Heartless and Loveland, written by Braden Fivash, a.k.a. me, and published by Stars Are Right. This is an original homebrew scenario, available for purchase on our DriveThruRPG catalogue. You can find it through our website, starsarewrite.com. We're going to be playing through the whole scenario here, so spoilers ahead. If you enjoy listening to it and decide to run it for your gaming group, please share your experiences with our social media at Stars Are Right or hashtag Stars Are Right. And listen up, keepers and scenario writers. If you have a draft or an idea for a scenario and you want to share it with the world, but you need some extra help bringing it to life, then get in touch with us. We help with editing, polishing, illustrating, formatting, and publishing your scenario, and we will make it a beautiful, professional standard PDF that you'll be proud to put on sale. You can even help people hear about it by getting us to play it here like we are doing currently right now. You can find more info on our website. Just look for the publishing section. So let's get into it. How are you all playing and who are you today? How? After that <laughs> intro, I am raring to go. <laughs> I cannot be more safe. <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, I am uh, down with the flower power and all of the funky, groovy gigs uh give me some skin i'm just i'm reading from a list of 1970s things and honestly the slang is not as interesting as i was hoping it would be because it's all just stuff that we still say so mostly yeah no nice. all the deuce Missing. <laughs> uh how about you fedra yes i am fedra i'm playing loretta and uh i am nifty off the hook and out of sight and also radical and shrimp farming <laughs> That's stellar. That is totally wild, dude. Jason, what about you playing Jason? Yeah, so I'm playing a person of a sort of same name as me, uh, Jason Boyd, who is a nurse. Uh, he is a pretty devout Catholic, and um, he's also been involved in the Scouts, like a few of the others uh, in our party. Um, but also, uh, he recently lost his wife uh, in a car accident, so he's still very freshly reminded of her death at the moment. But he's he's still a pretty extrovert and charming character as a whole, and of course is great, apparently, or maybe not actually, compared to the amount of... Uh, uh, can think of the, the roles he did last session, but he's supposed to be very good at first aid and medicine. And how about our very fantos fantastic... Fantastic. <laughs> Noxicals. Fantastical. Our, our uh, resident fan tosser. Oh, God. No. We don't need one of those. Not oh, yet. Yeah. Wait till we get some fans. Oh, Who's going to toss them? No, no, I joke. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing that for you guys. I'm sorry. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, new Patreon too. No. Oh. So, 
Hello, uh, I am playing. Uh, I am playing professional lady architect Daisy Silverstone, who, whilst we're using the '70s slang, is uh, hoping to get the local police chief into her shagging wagon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I can't believe I found my psychology wrong in the last session. It wasn't very subtle. Everybody turns bright red and giggles incredibly, yeah, exactly. incredibly quickly when they're around, yeah. around people that they just are friends with. They're girlfriends. Yeah. Girl pals. Girl pals. Exactly. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, that's just marvellous. And uh, do tell me what happened last time. Noxicals. Saturday, July 12th, 1975, 3am. The town of Loveland, Ohio is beset by an earthquake devastating large portions of the town. As our heroes pick over the wreckage in their homes, Daisy and Jeremy having more to clean up than most, they receive an urgent phone call from the police department. Sergeant Brandine Cook wants to see them, ASAP. As the unlikely band gather at the police station, arriving by car, 4x4, motorcycle and BMX, they are led to Sergeant Cook's messy office. The police are overwhelmed by the earthquake relief efforts, and, in desperation, the overworked sergeant is asking if the crew of trusted locals could kickstart an investigation that's had to be put on hold. Local teenager Jackson Hubbard has been found dead in the Little Miami River. The once troubled teen had turned his life around after joining the local scout troop, the Knights of the Golden Trail, but his body was found in unusual circumstances. Several members of the party are also ex-members or volunteers with the local scout chapter, and they agree to do what they can until the police can refocus their efforts. Starting at the local funeral home, the gang examine Jackson's body, and what they find disturbs them greatly. The teenager's body is covered in a strange, acrid-smelling, oily substance. After a closer examination by Nurse Jason, closer than he'd originally intended, ugh, they also find that Jackson's internal organs seem to be missing, as if they'd been forcibly sucked out through his mouth. What does this mean? Hold on to your lunch and stay tuned to find out more. Okay, fantastic. So, you are currently standing around the body of Jackson Hubbard, who is drained of his organs. I believe that Jason had just peered into the back of his mouth, seeing the fleshy void which remained. What would you all like oh, to do? Big change of mood. <laughs> Something I should have probably asked last session, but has his whole tongue been removed or is it just because there's like other tissue that's come out that should be there like in his larynx and stuff like that yeah i will say his tongue has been removed wow okay so it is a massive massive void we just said we were going to count his teeth coming over and uh, no How teeth, teeth? Uh, yep. a whole good set of chompers oh the teeth are okay, still the there are they there. resisted okay um some of them have like uh, bits of flesh which have been caught on them yeah, I think, uh, yeah, Jason would probably have seen that, maybe even taken a bit of that tissue as well, sample. Okay. Uh, Jeremy uh, will look down at his, his clenched fist um, and uncurl it to reveal the uh, pin badge, the metal badge he found in his pocket uh, with the emblem of the Knights of the Golden Trail on it. Now, is that, like, would we all have one of these because we're all members, or is, is there anything weird about it that it's like a metal pin badge instead of, like, a scout patch that you'd sew on a hat or a scarf or whatever? You'd be given pins and badges for different occasions. Like, a pin would go on, like, a more formal outfit if you're not wearing your scout's outfit um, for more formal occasions with the Knights of the Golden Trail, etc. So it's common to receive these sorts of pins, yeah. Well, then a, a, a single tear drips onto the badge, um, and Jeremy just, you know, I just, I, yeah, I, I can't believe this. He was a good scout, and it's just, <clears throat> it's it's too bad. Did he normally carry his badge around with him all the time? Don't you? Jeremy reaches <laughs> into his pocket. <laughs> there was nothing else in his pockets, or did I not finish uh, looking? Uh, that that was all that was in his pockets, yes. Okay. I guess we haven't, like, scanned the sort of the leg region. We, we were sort of scanning downwards from the empty eye sockets. We found the empty abdomen. Um, I, in character, Jeremy's definitely not a fan of, like, uh, removing this guy's trousers and, you know. But uh, do we 
Do we want to do any further body inspecting? Anyone feeling particularly strong stomached? Yeah, stomached. <laughs> That's uh, yeah, too soon. What are we looking for here anyway? This this makes no sense. Jeremy, I will say that as you are looking down at his trousers, sort of wondering if you should get sort of a further examination over the body, you can see that his knees are covered in mud. He's, like, entirely soaked. He's obviously been submerged in water. But, yeah, his knees are just very, very dirty. And the tops of his shoes as well. Interesting. Almost as though he'd been crawling by any chance. That would be a fair estimation. See, well done. I had not got that yet. He was found in a lake, so if if it was just a little bit of, of dirt, it would have washed up by now, surely. I mean, unless it was really, really, I mean, ground in, like he'd done a lot of crawling. Yeah, or that he'd been laying in it for a good, you know, few hours. Well, we can probably uh, tell. Um, let me let me have a look at. Do, do the trousers and shoes look like scuffed and torn as if someone had been crawling for miles or like just like you've been let me let me rephrase that they're dirty in that they're stained with mm. mud say they don't still have dirt on them but they like around the knees are like a a shade of like brown okay but they're not all super torn or whatever he's not been he's not been crawling for miles you wouldn't estimate that he's been crawling for miles no okay i i don't know what to make of that is, um, Jason will also check his hands and his wrists, so mainly for things like if he's been crawling, has he got any like cuts on his fingers, or he's starting to wonder actually if he's been held by his wrists possibly, so if there's any bruising around there or anything like that that you can see. Yeah, looking at his hands, his knuckles appear to be bruised. Okay. And they're also covered in that same sort of slick, oily substance that you'd found around the eyes. Oh my. I think... I think he's tried to fight back. He's tried to fight his way out of whatever it was. Who could do something like this? I don't understand what you're all saying. If he's... He's obviously been in some sort of accident. He's covered in some sort of oil and... uh, I mean, what you're describing, and I am not looking, it must have been, maybe he got caught in some sort of pipe, or in a sewer, or or something like that. It doesn't add up, Daisy. We don't, we don't know. Daisy might be right. Maybe we should check the, check the river. If we walk up it upstream from the point where he was found we can see if there's a, like a sewer outlet or a, a waste pipe or, or something i i can't imagine anyone in loveland would would do something like this on purpose well may, maybe he maybe he did get caught somewhere and maybe he was trying to break his way out or break through something hence his his knuckles being the way they are but the the whole thing with his stomach and his his mouth—that is, I I can't I can't comprehend anything natural without external force. That couldn't have been done by a person. Well, no, no. How could they? It, it it's got to be a, a machine or or something. I don't know, a vacuum pipe. I, I don't know. Well, if it was a machine, then someone would have had to put something in his mouth. You're not suggesting that he's done it himself, do you? I refuse to blame the child. Well, that was my thought as well. He didn't seem to have a reason to want to take his own life that way. Can we leave now? I'm starting to get cold. Sure. Um, I think I'll, I'll, I'll be a few minutes finishing up, but if you want to, Daisy, then that's understandable. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think I've seen enough as well. Uh, I can stay and help. Uh, Jason, if thank, you need anything. Yeah, um, yeah, if we can just maybe obtain a few more samples and just get the place clean and, and obviously put him back nice and neat, yeah. then yeah, that would be very helpful. Thank you, ma'am. I can do that. Uh, right. uh, please don't call me ma'am. Oh, oh sure, sure. Uh, well, whatever you like. Dude. 
<laughs> yes, <laughs> that is my formal title. <laughs> Dude was genderless in the 70s. So. Uh, nice. Cat. Cat is also excellent. You all make your way and uh, reconvene upstairs uh, out the front of the funeral home as the sun has uh, risen now and is shining light down, um, shedding some warmth over the pretty cold situation that you're in. Oh, this is normally the time of the day where I need a third or possibly fourth coffee. It's something about when the sun rises, it just it, it just sets my serotonin levels tumbling down. I guess our next stop is to go and see the boy's mother, yeah? Yep. What what are we what are we going to tell her? Well presumably she already knows. We're we're not delivering the news, are we? Are we telling her the the, the state is in? No, no. Surely not. She she already knows and, and we're not telling her the state is in. What what are we telling her? That's a really good point. Yeah, that's not <laughs> Well, we're we're not telling her anything. We're asking her what she knows about where her son was. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm 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 certainly not going to be the one to bring up the news about how he was when he died. But um, mm. yeah, maybe we could get a little bit about you know where he went or anything that was going on in the yeah. gentlest way possible. Who he's been associating with and that kind of thing. That's what police always do on the television. Right. Where, where did the, they find him? On the bank of the Little Miami River. We also know which officer pronounced him dead as well, so we, we might be able to yeah. hunt him yeah. down. And mm. it's, one of, it's one of the officers that was disgraced, or certainly somebody related to him, because it's an officer, Shockey. <gasps> oh, well done. Yeah, yeah, Shockey. It's on the name tag. Piecing together those clues. <laughs> Daisy has an intelligence of 80. Nice. <laughs> what should we do first then? Well, we need to we need to speak to her anyway. Uh, I I need to speak to her. I, I just as a friend if anything. Let's do that. Should we all go? Would we crowd her? Um all right. If if you don't want to, then you don't have to come. But you're right, it may not be the best time for us all to charge in there and... Maybe two of us should go have a look at where they found him, uh, see if there's any uh, machinery nearby or any pipes. I'd be happy to explore the yeah. riverbanks. That's a good idea. Well, then, shall I go with Jason? If you, if you want. Sure. Okay, well, I'll come with you. All right. Right on. Jeremy unloads his bicycle from the Jeep. <laughs> from the shagging wagon. <laughs> from the shagging wagon. <laughs> and, uh, I'll race you. <laughs> he was just about to ask you to please slow down. Just, just peel oh, off doing a wheelie. Please obey the speed limit. <laughs> you, can leave the bike, you can leave the bike in my Jeep and have a ride on the back of the motorbike if uh, Loretta will let you. That's a really good point, actually. Um... It does Loretta offer, or does she just... Oh, yeah. Tear it? Yeah? Like, here's what a real ride feels like. <laughs> Get on uh, the back. Hold on tight, little boy. <laughs> no! Bye. You guys. I'm going to put hairs on your chest. <laughs> <laughs> what a cougar. She doesn't have a spare helmet, but she does have uh, one of... The, oh, you do have your little styrofoam with the plastic over top of it. <laughs> Bike That's helmet. exactly what I was going to ask, because if she had a spare helmet. Okay, then yeah, he, he buckles on his bike helmet tight and shuts his eyes and uh, and puts his arms real tight around her waist. <laughs> okay, loosen him up. Uh, okay, I oh, need I'm, to be able to breathe. I'm so sorry. It's, it's my first time. <laughs> Good. Uh, I'm looking up 1970s bike helmets and they are some... Ugly looking like leather and um, like <laughs> stuffed leather weird things. Very fun. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'd make sure to do some, some tricks with the motorcycle just to freak him out. He throws up a nice. little bit in it, yeah. but he doesn't say anything. <laughs> okay. Uh, we will uh, take this scene off with Jeremy and Loretta as uh, Daisy and Jason head over towards Tiana's house. 
Jeremy and Loretta, as you make your way to the Little Miami River, not too far away, to the point where uh, Jackson was found, the Little Miami River flows pretty steadily. At its widest point through town, it's roughly 90 metres, or around 295 feet across, and at its narrowest, it is 30 metres, or 98 feet across. Jeremy, you would know from your time gathering stones from, oh, you as well, Loretta, actually, you both would have gathered stones from the Little Miami River to build Loveland Castle with. And you would have learned about all the different kinds of varieties of fish, snakes, turtles, invertebrates, and frogs that make their home within the river. I think I will have you both roll a spot hidden roll as you both approach. Oh, yes. Spot hidden, you say? Oh, no. That's an 80. Can't possibly be that good. Nope. 55. Oh, that's a 41 out of 45. Yes. Thank God for Loretta. Nice. Okay. So, Loretta, uh, Jeremy, you're just staring at a frog that hops uh, into the water and you're amazed by how it's swimming. Loretta, you are sort of surveying the area and you look downstream a little and you can see the steel bridge sort of in the north of Loveland that crosses the river. There is a small band of children uh, dressed in similar outfits. You know, these are scouts. And you can see that they begin throwing things into the water. Uh, Jeremy? Uh, yes? Uh, did you see this frog? This Look at how it's swimming. Shut, shut up. Um... These kids over there, do you see the scouts over there? They, they appear to be throwing something in the river. Is that a new project they're working on? I, I don't remember being told anything about it. Ah, oh, they're, they're probably playing old, uh, old river throw stones. <laughs> you know, that fun game we always played. No, I remember picking up rocks from the river, not throwing them. You see one, one of the children um, empty a backpack. <laughs> well, that can't be right. That is littering. <laughs> Jeremy draws himself up to his... Full height, which is not very tall, size of 45, yeah, uh, and, and marches on over. Hey, what? I thought we're gonna... <sighs> it's a, it's a fair distance away, I will say. <laughs> well, he uh, starts but... marching anyway, and yelling. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Jeremy, we have worked, this is not... I wish I hadn't said anything. <laughs> They're tampering God. with a crime scene! The crime scene is over here! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> 40 metres across the other side and like, you know, 100 metres up. <laughs> you know what? I'm staying. I, Loretta just changed her mind and turns back. <laughs> she just, just keeps looking long. around. I'll make them see reason. Uh, good luck. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you'll, you'll be heard. Jeremy, uh, as you're approaching, you see that as you're yelling and shouting, the boys sort of look up and see you. There's four of them. Uh, each of them making eye contact with you. You notice the scout uniform immediately, and they run into Western Loveland. Oh, they just sprint off? Yeah, as you're sort of shouting, hey, stop doing that, they just immediately book it. I pull out a notebook and start attempting to write down a description that I can then pass to the authorities. Uh, and Fantastic. Then I, <laughs> I scan around for um, what it was they were dumping. Give me a luck roll. Let's see how this goes. Oh, great. Oh. We've split conveniently into the pair with the lowest luck, so at least you guys get an easy <laughs> yeah. one. Uh, oh, yes, 19. That's a pass. Woo! Oh, fantastic. Okay, we'll say that one of them is sort of uh, one of the objects that they've thrown in gets sort of swept up in a little current that's hitting one of the struts of the bridge and then gets pushed over closer in your direction, allowing you to see that they've been throwing books old books into the river oh no literature is, is precious who would dispense of knowledge in this way and uh he is gonna <laughs> oh man i want him to reach into his backpack and pull out like a collapsible butterfly net or something if i can't have that then just like a stick or whatever he's gonna just start trying to fish out you don't have a butterfly net on you be prepared i'm i'm giving you a butterfly net yeah, thank you, Kita. Okay, <laughs> awesome. Very fun. It takes a minute to, like, you know, screw all the little bits together. Um, and then, yeah, fish away. Do I need to roll dexterity or anything? 
I don't think I have a fishing uh -huh. skill. Uh, I'll give it to you. That's fun. Uh, you pull in a book, very soaked now and old. Yeah, it looks like it's written in Latin. Oh. You would know that there's lots of uh, similar books in the castle itself. Uh, there may be some in the local library, but um, oh. Sir Harry Andrews is an avid collector of all kinds of literature. Now, so the castle is some kind of like group town project that all the knights participate in building? Yes. Awesome. Is it owned by our founder? Yeah, it is. That's so cool. Okay. Awesome. And I don't know what the book is. Like, does it have a picture on the cover or anything? No, it doesn't. Okay. <laughs> I flip to a random page uh, with pentagrams all over it and I start reading out loud. <laughs> no. uh, okay. Are, are there any other books within reach or like this is this is the one I was able to retrieve? Uh, they look like they've sunk down out of sight. That's very sad. Um, okay. I, uh, I bring it back over to Loretta. Look, I, I think this this might be one of Sir Andrews's books from the from the castle, or maybe the library. I don't understand. They've been dumping ancient books into the river. Who would do this? That's that's really weird. But maybe maybe it's like some kind of protest against books. I don't know. What do they say? I can, <clears throat> I can't read Latin yet. Uh, do you know any, Miss Loretta? <laughs> If you can't read Latin, then uh, I can't read Latin. You, obviously. <laughs> Why well, didn't want to assume? <laughs> oh yes, I'm a labourer who reads Latin. <laughs> <laughs> we often mm. refer to the tools by their Latin names. <laughs> uh, okay, oh, well, I, I carefully wrap it in... Uh, cloth or bandages or something uh, and, and tuck it into my backpack. Okay, no problem at all. I assume you guys head to the spot where it was said that Jackson had passed away. I was there hanging out and looking around this whole time. Yeah, okay. I came yeah, back. Fantastic. Okay, you came back. Yeah, but I, I didn't I didn't follow him, so I was just there. Okay. Getting a heads up, a head start. Yeah, if you're taking a look around uh, the location where Jackson is said to have been picked up from he was said to have been found partly submerged in the water on the bank so maybe his lower half or his upper half was in the water itself you see footprints up and down the sand and whatnot but uh, it, it's it's tough to exactly tell what exactly is going on or if there's even a crime scene here it doesn't look anything out of the ordinary to you anyway hmm are there any kind of pipes or machinery or anything we see around us that could have done this or contributed to this. So it doesn't seem like he's been dragged. Uh, no. Uh, you do see a set of footprints uh, sort of coming from the general area and up towards like a car park nearby. There's footprints in every sort of direction, like people have been walking across this area. Oh, okay. Um, but there is a distinct set that goes from the car park down to the edge of the water and then back up and they are uh, booted uh, okay uh, well he must have drifted down the river then uh, I guess so uh, we could uh, follow these uh, footprints uh, you know they, they say that they always return to the scene of the crime so this this. so we should wait here no I mean they've already been here <gasps> and ah oh, that's clever don't, don't do that I don't know what you're trying to do. You don't, don't, don't try and flatter me or whatever it is you're doing. Let's go and check them out. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> do not call me ma'am. <laughs> yes, dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah, following the footprints that lead towards the water and back, the uh, booted footprints, they're just leading to the car park. And then obviously you know, it's footprints through sand. You might be able to follow the sand off the feet for like a couple meters and then it just disperses. Mm. Well, uh, I guess this is a dead end. I hope, uh, I hope uh, Daisy and Jason are having better luck than this. I, I just found some kid vandals doing a protest against learning or something. I still think we should uh, check upstream. We don't know where he could have drifted from. I guess uh, we don't have anything better to do. So there are many pipes sort of running along the Little Mermaid River. 
I make careful note of each one, approximate diameter, location along the river, I mark them on a map. Uh, I yell into them right. to see how echoey they are. Uh, shine a flashlight. <laughs> are there any tests you would like to do, Loretta? <laughs> I no. start taking samples of the effluviances <laughs> in the little jar. <laughs> Not going to press your face to any of them and see if your organs get sucked out. <laughs> will keep walking forward at a steady pace so that he has to stumble and rush to catch up with her in between his steps. He will, goofily. Fantastic. Okay. Are you heading upstream then, Jeremy? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Following me. Yeah. The first person to be heading upstream. <laughs> Fantastic. So upstream is actually to the south, and what you immediately run into is the disused railway bridge, uh, which was once used now as sort of like a spot that kids like to jump off of in the summer. It's a bit precarious to get across, though, as the planks are sort of based unevenly, and some of them have fallen into the river itself. So if you'd like to cross it, I'll have you make some checks. But beyond that... Uh, there's a bunch of industrial buildings and whatnot on the western side of the river. Uh, all of them have pipes that lead into the water. They'll lead close, like drainage pipes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting, interesting. Jeremy makes note of any that, like... I don't know what he's picturing, to be fair. Like, that Jackson was just wandering up and down the river at night, pressing his face into pipes, or I guess more likely, like, like he and his drug-taking hoodlum friends were trespassing in a in a factory at night uh you know because they think they're cool or whatever but then oh no there was an accident and he got caught in the face sucker machine and ran away scared and he drifted out into the river somehow so i guess he's looking for pipes that would be like large enough for a human body to drift down and which don't have like an obvious grating to prevent that okay yeah there's probably a couple of them along that stretch of sort of industrial the industrial buildings a lot of rainwater pipes that just sort of like lead out into the river. If you Are you going to cross the railway bridge to try and get a closer look at any of them? Yeah, if that's what it takes to see these pipes, I am all in, balls to the wall, okay. let's go. Um, yeah, I'm just going to uh, look around this side for footprints. <laughs> okay. I will have you roll a spot hidden roll before we head off to the other team. Is that the rest of the footprints? Uh, Loretta and Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy, okay. actually, you're going to have to make... Uh, give me a dexterity roll. Okay, okay, okay. I do have some jump, in case you wanted that. <laughs> I don't know why I'm trying to make things harder for myself. I'm just thrilled to have these <laughs> stats. <laughs> oh, yeah, my uh, dex is 75. Oh, I would have succeeded either way. But that's failed hard. the no. spot hidden. You're taking a look for tracks over your side, Loretta, and... You can't seem to find anything around this area, uh, but you do see spry little Jeremy uh, begin hopping across the tracks. He's clearly done this before. And Jeremy, you make your way to the banks of the other side and begin inspecting pipes. <laughs> sure do. Very funny. Pipe inspector, ladies. Uh, or gentlemen. We don't know. Uh, there we go. Yeah. I failed the spot hidden, so I guess he finds nothing. I like. I want to spend seven luck to like get something out of this trip, but also my luck's only 30, so I say kind of don't. You know? mm. Spend the uh, luck. Spend the uh, luck. <laughs> I'm getting mixed messages. I kind of want to, like... Do not do it. <laughs> spend the uh, luck. Do not. Ah, oh, God. I'm going to roll to see whether I spend the luck. All right, high, I spend it. Uh, that's a 36. Low, I don't spend it. Sorry, guys. Okay. <laughs> that is unfortunate for you. Perhaps. God damn it. <laughs> you have chosen poorly. <laughs> okay, let's head over to Jason and Daisy, who are currently pulling up outside of the Hubbard residence. You can see the single-story brick home, it's very cosy, with an immaculately kept lawn and garden, which rests behind a white picket fence. It is the sort of picture-perfect representation of the American dream. Yeah, the windows appear to be closed, the doors closed also, the blinds pulled on the windows. Well, um, I guess you better knock. Yeah, yeah, I know, I, I better. She knows you, right? Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, a good few years now. At least. This is fine. Just a friend confiding in another friend. With the rap on the door, 
you both hear the slow footsteps, footsteps on the wooden floor inside as slowly opening the door, you see behind it, uh, Tiana, tears in her eyes and you can see she's sort of like sucking in a little as she sees you trying to hold it together. But after like two seconds, immediately she's unable to hold back the tears and she just rushes forward and throws oh. herself uh, at Jason for a hug hey. and begins hey crying on your shoulder. Hey. So it's all right. I, 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 I've, I know the news. It's, it's okay. You can let out as much as you like, Tiana. It's, it's okay. I'm so sorry. Horrible, mournful tears and cries, almost like screaming with agony. The pain she feels for her lost son. Maybe we should um, head inside. I'll, I'll make us a drink. Whatever you like. Yeah. Uh, after a few more moments, she kind of tries sloppily to pull herself together and she says I'm, I'm so sorry let uh, please, please uh, come inside I'll, I'll get a glass of iced tea for you both Daisy will say no no honey you sit down um, where's your kitchen and I'll fix us up a drink she'll point um, down the hallway to a kitchen she'll just sort of walk in slowly and slump down on a couch in the lounge room uh, her feet under the shag pile rug below her she just continues crying Iana you you know that I've had a, a, a loss a close loss as well and the last thing I want you to do is to hold back any feelings because it's not healthy alright so if you want to cry if you want to have a gambling spree, whatever, then I'm not going to judge you, okay? He was a good boy, Jason. He was. He was. Um, I've got no one now. Um, he was all I had. And now he's... He's... He's gone. And she'll just ponder over it. Yeah, I... I've spoken to the, the surgeon about this as well uh she called myself and um this lovely lady daisy and a couple of others in as well to help with things given the the earthquake um although it seems like everything's okay here with that but yeah that's when she gave me the news about jackson and they the police have asked you to look into jackson's death well They've, they've asked, they, look, I'm, obviously I'm not in with the police. I never have been and I never will be. I simply offered to help because of how stretched their resources are. There are, there's a lot of places, unfortunately, that have been affected by this earthquake. So, uh, they, that's, that's why they gave me the news about your son. Um, but I, I said very, very clearly to them, you must understand that I've, I've come here as a friend, you know, to offer my condolences and to be there for you. I should uh, add a little description of what exactly Tiana looks like, because uh, this is an audio podcast after all. The poor listeners won't be able to know. Uh, very good point. It looks like an <laughs> excellent illustration by Hal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tiana's quite fit. And uh, well-kept, she looks 10 years younger than she actually is. Uh, she stands barely five feet tall, has long, straight, sandy blonde hair, and is wearing a black turtleneck. As you finish saying that, Jason, she just says, um, it's... <laughs> like, I, I understand that there's an earthquake, but my son's death isn't a priority for the police. I mean, I I understand you're doing your best, but... They, what the fuck? I, I, I know. I'm I'm trying to think about it myself, honestly. Uh, things this morning have all happened at once. But they they are intending to, of course, look into your son's death. And what I was hoping, maybe I could do some digging myself about what happened and help with, with closure. I mean, I know that he was out. Last night, and he was found at the riverbank early this morning. Do you know what ha what happened, or, or or 
if he went anywhere, do you, do you know? Yeah, la- last night, uh, I I got home early from work. Jackson and I had dinner together, and he went over to stay at his best friend's house, uh, Leon. He left around 5pm. Uh, I got a phone call from Leon's mum at 5.10 telling me that he'd arrived and that's the last I'd heard of him. Uh, Daisy at this point comes in with a jug of iced tea and some cups. Yeah, I'll, I'll set it down on the sort of coffee table and I'll, I'll sit down next to Tiana and I'll pat her hand and I'll pour her a drink. Looks really refreshing. Thank you, Daisy. I'm so sorry for your loss. Uh, it's just, uh, it's just awful. And if there's anything at all that we can do, just you say, okay? This is just, uh, this is, this is a bad dream. Like, this, what? Hey, now, come, come here, come here. It's all right. Jackson doesn't get himself in this kind of trouble anymore. He's a, he's a good boy. He's no. you know, had problems with behavior in the past, but he no, turned I... himself around. He was... Uh, good with school he was polite he, yeah ever since he the nights he he'd become yeah I, I was really proud of him he was a great little young blood were there any were there any bad kids that he was hanging around with before that were still bothering him or who were the main troublemakers before maybe i mean <laughs> Jackson was always the uh, he and Leon his best friend were always the salt and pepper I guess um, Leon's a really good kid but um, Jackson would I mean he didn't really hang around with that many more people aside from from Leon uh, Jackson was sorry to say the one who caused most of the mischief I think acting up a bit after his father walked out on us. Yeah. Well, that's... that's normal. You know. I mean, you hadn't been hanging around with anyone out of the regular that I'd, you know, know of. I mean, you don't think... I... I know this might be a bit strange, but I'd never have trusted that... that Terry Woodley... Leon's father. Do we both know who Terry is? He's the uh, survivor, quotation marks, of the um, disappearances at the mm. the construction site. Uh, but everyone in town has sort of painted him as like a murderer of some kind. I, yeah. I'd heard that yeah. uh, from Deborah, uh, Leon's mother, that he's been a, in a state drinking alcohol, you know, uh, doing nothing but getting drunk in this for the last week. I, he's trouble, that man. I, I I do hope he hasn't influenced Jackson and Leon. Have you heard from Leon? Is, uh, no, no. But I'm sure that Jackson was not influenced by such things. Like you said, he he obviously he went through a lot, and he wasn't the best of kids back in the day but then he did turn around and i saw that myself as well this is really out of the ordinary and it shocked me a lot and the fact that the surgeon pulled us in there to tell us this it was it was a shock him and leon had been studying like mad the last week the last few nights some sort of test coming up or something Uh, some something like that they were looking at this old book uh, something from the knights, probably. Uh, oh. Leon had been learning some French. Uh, I don't know whether it was in French. Uh, they wouldn't show right. me. Is the is the book still in the house? Uh, I'm not too sure. You can, uh, you're more than welcome to check Jackson's room. Just don't disturb it around too much. I don't really want to touch it or no. have it changed. Of course, yeah, I, I yeah. won't touch anything I don't need to. 
Are you okay here, Jason? I'll go take a quick look. Sure, sure. Yeah, you you go ahead, Daisy. After Daisy gets up, she just kind of stares at you for a few moments. Jason, as tears well up in her eyes again, she just begins shedding some more tears and tries to pat them away with uh, the sleeve of her uh, turtleneck, but she just quickly overwhelmed and falls on your shoulder. All right, yeah. I was going to ask if you wanted something stronger, but yeah, you can you can go on my shoulder all you want. Uh, Daisy, you were directed towards Jackson's room, which is just across the hallway from uh, the lounge room. And you can see there's a sign on the door that reads Knights Only with two cross swords behind it. Entering within, you can see there's a single bed, which is sort of messily made, a uh, very messy desk and writing area, and a wardrobe which is wide open with clothes spilling out of it. Nothing immediately stands out as being out of the ordinary for a 14-year-old's room, but I will make you uh, roll a spot-hidden roll as you begin going through. Okay, I've got a 50. That's 23 out of 50, so that's a hard Ooh. success. Fantastic. Looking around, there are two things that strike you immediately as odd. Um, one is that within a textbook, a science textbook, on Jackson's desk, uh, one of the pages is sticking out, but appears to be a different colour. Opening the book and removing the page, you find that it's actually a note. Let me pass a handout for you. Oh, crikey. Hey, would you like me to read it? Yeah, go for it. Okay, it says, Read at home only! Exclamation mark. Hey, Jack, how lame was the gross man's class today? Chlorophyll, more like Boraville. Lucky he's really cool when he helps out with the Knights of the Golden Trail. Otherwise, he would be the most boring person ever. My mum seems to hate his wife. I think she might be jealous. Yuck. Sir Harry has been really sick for the past few days. I went to check in on him yesterday and his door was open. He had his diary out and I couldn't help but flick through a couple of the pages. The old man knows about the monsters below town. The monsters that took my dad's workers. He sounds scared of them. He's too old to defend us now. We have to do something about this, Jack. If there's a way to prove that dad isn't crazy, Maybe he can go back to work again and mum and him will get back together. I know Harry must be hiding something, probably in that room in the basement he keeps locked. I bet he keeps the key in his room somewhere. Let's meet at the castle tonight. Time to be brave, Jack. We haven't been training for nothing. Clearly Harry has been preparing us all for what's down there. He's too weak to help. We have to do this ourselves. See you soon, dude. L-Man. P.S. Bring your mum's camera. P.S. P.S. You stink. Banter. Fantastic. Thank you. This is clearly from some kind of superhero. <laughs> yeah. L-Man. Uh, L-Man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the second thing, as you're just sort of reading through that, you know, uh, you get down on your knees, gaze under the bed and sort of double take as you see a glint of metal and... You find yourself what appears to be a very, very old key. Not mm. like the kind of key that you'd use to open like a regular door. This is like a sturdy, wrought iron key. Like for a portcullis or something. Big gate. Being an architect, yeah, this is definitely an old, old, uh, what would be used to open sort of, yes portcullis or something along those lines okay that's weird i'll um i'll quietly uh fold the note and pop it into my bag but i might take the key back outside and um and say uh, uh i couldn't find any uh any old books but I, I did find this old key do you uh have any idea what this is for uh tiana looks at it and squints and looks and says ah, let me roll for her well, hey, my first roll of the game. Uh, she says, that looks incredibly old. Uh, nothing around the home that I know of. Unless Jackson's got like a secret treasure chest in his room. Or had a secret treasure chest in his room. Hmm. I might uh, 
I might take this back to the police and see if it means anything to them. But uh, otherwise, sure, uh, sure. I couldn't see anything in the in the room to to give away what he'd been reading. Okay, like I said, he's he's a good boy. I'm so sorry. She just sort of stares blankly forward at her glass, kind of watching the liquid swirl within. Um, let's cut back over to Loretta and Jeremy. Jeremy, you've been sticking your head up every pipe you can possibly find. Um, sure have. You pass a used car dealership, sort of mechanics, metalworking shop, uh, the old construction site where those people went missing. There's pipes leading up to all of these places. Uh, how far away is he from Loretta at this point? Uh, he'd be like 50 meters. Okay. Uh, can, can Loretta see him at this point? Yeah. Yeah. You see half of him. The front half is in a pipe. <laughs> yes. Any luck? Are your organs still in your body? <laughs> Jeremy withdraws his head and kind of feels his own abdomen. It's like, I, I think so. A couple of the pipes are big enough for you to like crawl through, for sure. In fact, a lot of these pipes are fairly large, um, especially the ones up towards the industrial area. There were some sort of up the northern side of the disused railway bridge, which were also big enough for you to fit through. Uh, someone of your size, not like a large adult or anything. Okay, but Jackson feasibly. Yeah, he would have been smaller than you. Okay, well, I've made a careful short list uh, and marks on my map for my favorite pipes. Um, and so I suggest that as we start heading back into town, we maybe try, uh, pull out my flashlight with a dramatic flourish, maybe try uh, exploring them a little bit. Okay. Um, are you telling me? Yes. I suggest this to Loretta. No, I come over. Okay, so you go back on the bridge again and back. Oh, you're yelling at me from the other bank, yeah. aren't you? Right. Um, okay, are there any are there any, any of these um, big pipes on this side? Yes, there are many big pipes on your side. Oh, but in that case, I start waving big gestures for Loretta to come across the uh, train tracks. Uh, and I yell that I'm going to start exploring these pipes. It seems a bit dangerous. I'm a knight of the Golden <laughs> Trail. Uh, okay, uh, Loretta will really carefully try to cross and okay. uh yeah make that sweet sweet dexterity roll uh not a strong suit i'm looking for under 45 and i rolled a 90. oh no Loretta, no <laughs> wow so could you think of a way to push the roll what could she do to push the roll i always forget about pushed rolls i should have pushed the spot hidden earlier i guess you could push it by how could you push crushing a rickety bridge? How about um, your foot like goes through a rotten plank, but then instead of like leaping back and stopping, you like use the momentum to run forward recklessly. <laughs> you know, like someone on Takeshi's castle trying to get through the stepping stones. Oh boy! Nice. Specific reference. Yeah, she doesn't have like climb or jump or anything like that. But yeah, she's just gonna start running forward. She was like moving really carefully up until now and that didn't work. So she's just gonna okay. try and use all of her momentum to like shoot forward, I guess. Awesome. <laughs> Roll that the speed, what could go wrong? Terrible actually because I don't even have above fifty percent. Yeah. Failed again. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Hi Loretta. So <laughs> Uh, Loretta, as the first plank breaks under your feet, this railway bridge hasn't been used by you know, an adult for a while, or crossed by an adult perhaps. Uh, the first plank snaps, and as soon as you hear the crunch, you immediately leap forward, pressing all of your weight down onto an even more rotten plank, which immediately crumbles under your feet. Uh, you fall probably five metres down into the water, tumbling head over feet as you splash down and are dragged by the current down a little ways under the water. Jeremy, 
you witness this as you're putting your head in a pipe, you hear a big splash and you turn around just in time to see the last of Loretta's boot as it's submerged under the water. Where's McCann? All right, uh, he leaps into action, shrugs out of his backpack, drops on the ground, um, pulls his jacket off, he's just sprinting towards the, the bank. Uh, I guess, huh, I guess he's on the bank anyway if he's sticking his head into pipes. Okay, so mm. I'm I'm upstream of the bridge though, huh? Damn. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, okay, in that case I'm sprinting along the bank. I still got my backpack on, you know what? Struggle it off if I have to dive in, but like it's got ropes and stuff in. So I, you know, holding my backpack straps, I'm just pounding down the bank uh, to try and catch up to her as she drifts. As you're sprinting, Jeremy, and you're sort of making your way there, Loretta, you surface and almost moving in sequence with you, but in the water, there's some black mass under the water, which is creating this wake, which is moving at the same pace you are towards Loretta. Oh, is there? Oh boy. Uh, so Loretta sees this. Uh, you see a wake, yeah, moving in your direction. What? What is this? Oh, oh God, what? Jeremy, help! What? Loretta, can you swim? What is it? There's something near me. It's, it's trying to grab me. Um, does Ohio have alligators? No, definitely okay. not. Uh, Jeremy's not aware of like any weird megafauna that isn't a frogman. He's not going to be like, oh, that's just a freshwater pike. <laughs> harmless to humans. <laughs> uh, there's some pretty big catfish, perhaps. It's probably just a catfish. Kick it. It's, it's like probably like 20 meters away from you. It's like keeping in line almost with Jeremy as Jeremy's running and the wake is just sort of moving. You're still being pushed downstream, so you're keeping... It, it's moving faster than you're moving, but it's not like immediately on you, Loretta. Okay. Um, can I try to grab onto anything and get to land? Jeremy would love to toss you a rope or something from his backpack. Do you have any swim skill? Absolutely not. Okay. Uh, just give me a swim roll. Okay. <gasps> 13! Yes! Hell yeah! Oh, That's nice. Bad. Okay. Yes, very cool. Uh, <laughs> what side of the river would you like to go to? The one that Jeremy's on or the one that's in downtown Loveland? I reckon the one that Jeremy's on. <laughs> she just leaves. Okay. I've had this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you begin swimming to the west side of the river uh, you power and you see that thing just beelining directly for you uh, Jeremy you run down into the water and uh, make a few splashes and sort of grasp onto Loretta as she comes up into the knee deep water and that thing slows down and the wake disperses and it just sinks below the liquid out of sight. And Loretta, you are sort of clambering up the uh, bank now. <clears throat> um, that that was that was not not fish, Jeremy. I don't think I've ever seen anything that big in the Little Miami. Uh, do you happen to uh, have have anything for for me to dry myself off? Um. If interstellar hitchhikers always carry towels, I can only imagine Jeremy <laughs> has got something. I guess like microfiber, whatever, is one a thing back then, but he'd have something cloth-based, even if not exactly a towel, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. You wipe yourself off and dry yourself. I assume you want to take the regular bridge over to... <laughs> yes. <laughs> the other side. Make your way back. Jeremy... Uh, briefly considers talking about exploring the pipes again, but he's not going to push the issue if he sees Loretta stumping along in her half. <laughs> okay. And tomorrow, he tells himself, tomorrow the pipes. As Loretta and Jeremy have just had their first strange experience, perhaps with a catfish, and Jason and Daisy are working their way through some clues over at the Hubbard residence. We are going to end the session there. Ooh. Thank you very much, everyone. That was a lot of fun. Thank you, Brayden. 
Yeah. Very eventful. Yes. Exciting. I'm looking forward to coming back next week and exploring more pipes with you all. I want a blow by blow. Every pipe. Diameter, flow oh rate. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you, Jeremy. That brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much, everyone. Hal, Fedra, Jason, and Oxkills, you have all been the best. And a big, massive thank you to our listeners. You're all exceptional. Your listens, comments, and ratings are incredibly helpful. But if you want a way to support us further and gain extra bonus content, consider joining us over on patreon.com slash right. What's that? We have a new patron on board. That's right. Thank you so much for your support, Emma. May the omens be ever in your favour. We'll be back shortly to record Beyond the Madness for our cult elder and avatar tier patrons. They get access to a behind-the-scenes discussion after every episode, as well as bonus episodes, exclusive Discord channels, and much more. Speaking of Discord, you can find the invite link to our Discord community, as well as all of our social media links on our website at starsaright.com. Come join us. Now, farewell, dear listeners, until the stars are right again. Before moving on to this week's Beyond the Madness, let's take a moment to read one of our latest reviews. If you'd like your own review read out on the show, go to starsaright.com slash reviews, where you can find links to all the platforms you can rate us on. Emu Howler said, New to Call of Cthulhu and gameplay, but love it. Immersive, well-produced, funny, and amicable players. New listener and forever follower. Excited for more. Thank you, Emu Howler.